Oracle of Luna is a podcast with me, Bridget Ingalls, as your host. Here we have conversations with real live, present day goddesses who are actively and courageously doing their magical work in the world. Each episode is a bewitching journey with relevant discussions on topics such as Wiccan pagan spirituality, writing, culture, magical practices art, ritual, and the craft in its many forms. Merry meet and welcome to the Oracle of Luna podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Heather Green. Heather is the author of Lights, Camera, Witchcraft, a critical history of witches in American film and television. Welcome, Heather. Hi, thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a vacation day today, so I've been relaxing and enjoying my cats, honestly. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Um, all right. Well, uh, I am so super um, thrilled that you're on this show because uh, you've written this amazing and very comprehensive and powerful book. And um, I would like to just ask you a few questions here. And um, First off, uh, let's start with, well, what actually motivated you to write this book? Um, that's a great question. Um, I uh, am both a film historian. I have uh, several degrees in film studies and worked in the industry. Um, and I also have been studying um, the occult and tarot and witchcraft for quite some time. And sort of these two brought, this book brought together my two interests um, when I noticed that there was an upswing in witch, witchy films, um, and I said, wait a minute, there's something else going, there's more to this, something's going on, and I wanted to study it. Yeah, well, it's, it's such an intriguing, I mean, just as I was going through your uh, wonderful book, I mean, there's, it starts, uh, your book actually starts in the late 1800s and spans through uh, 2022, is that correct? 2020, I actually had to stop. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had to publish it at some point, but it could keep going on and on and on. There have been films since 2020. Um, but yeah. yes, it begins in 1896, roughly when the film industry um, begins. Although that's not really a, there is no set time where they just turned on and said, okay, here's the industry. Um, but I kind of picked that date. Yeah. Well, I wasn't aware, but there's so many silent era films um, with a witch archetype involved. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, um, this the the role of the witch really evolves through time. And I'm going to let you kind of uh, go through that and discuss that a little bit um, without giving away too much of your book, because I want to encourage uh, my listeners to actually buy your book and read it. Um, but I first off, um, what does the witch archetype symbolize to you? 
Um, the, generally speaking, in film, and and I have to specify that because yeah, uh, which witches are different in different uh, cultural facets. So I'm speaking specifically about American film and television, fictional witches. Right. Um, and really within these fictions, um, the witch symbolizes um, the plight of the American woman. And whether that is her power, um, her relationship to her sexuality, her um, place in culture. So it really is a symbolic... Um, a visual and narrative symbolic element in these films and television shows showing where we, where women uh, existed, how they saw themselves, what they wanted. It, it's, it's definitely the story of the American woman in so many facets. Yeah. And the, I mean, the uh, TVs and movies uh, in Hollywood, they really reflect the changing American woman. Absolutely. Um, and, 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 our, and the place that she was expected uh, to, to um, be in, to exist in, and the places she was not allowed to be in, and the roles she was not allowed to play. So you see this, you see all of this in the expression of witchcraft and the witch in uh, both television and film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what are um, maybe some of the key high-level influences of history or social, cultural, and politics? How do, how uh, how do those show up in TVs and movie? I mean, um, obviously there's war, there's wartime, there's the depression, there's, you know, main, you know, huge elements in society that might ref uh, influence TV and movie. But I'm just curious what your take is on on the influences, those influences. Yeah, I mean, if we just take a, a big picture view, you have uh, politics, obviously, and you see the changing ebb and flow of, of politics over a period of time that affects uh, affects the power of women in society. We're seeing that right now, for example, and we've seen it for the last 10 years. You also have religion. Um, religion plays a big part in uh, a woman's uh, understanding of her sexuality her, and her place and role in society. So you have that piece as well. And, and although we think of our culture as very secular, it really isn't. Religion plays a massive part um, of our cultural and social uh, understanding and the stories we tell ourselves. So that's a big piece too. So you have religion, you have politics, um, uh, you know, looking at um, uh, smaller things, like you said, war definitely had a, a powerful influence, specifically World War II, but also World War I. Um, there's, there's a gender um, agency that changes in his expectations during wartime for women. So you see that as well. You have the cultural revolution and the feminist movement and the civil rights movement of the 60s and 70s. Lots of representational changes uh, for women, especially in the 70s. You see that through witches. You have the satanic panic. That's another one, another big uh, movement um, in our society that created uh, a, a backlash against women. Mm -hmm. And, and, and what, when did that start? And what, what do you mean by satanic panic? I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, so basically everyone, uh, I'm assuming, knows what the Cultural Revolution was and the feminist movement and all the changes that happened. Well, there was right. a backlash. Yeah, so there was a backlash against that. Of course, every time uh, the pendulum swings one direction, it's going to swing the other at some point. So there was a swing back uh, to the conservative um, uh, ways that was um, precipitated by also a um, rise in fundamentalist Christianity, um, conservative politics, the Reagan era, mm. all oh, of this started to happen right. in the late 70s and early 80s. And with that came 
a um a fear of a satanism a fear of this um unfounded uh, let me say un unfounded fear of that uh, children were being um uh, harmed by satanic cults ah. Specif specifically in um it began with uh I'm trying to the McMartin preschool, specifically in preschools. Um, mm. And then and in other places too. So it began as sort of this children are being corrupted by satanic elements. <laughs> they're being harmed by, by ritual in, in ritualistic uh, settings. Um, mm -hmm. And there was this massive moral panic we had in the eighties. Mm. Um, and mm. a lot of feminists will go on to say, uh, there's a great book by Susan Faludi um, that this really was not only a backlash against, the movements of the 60s and 70s, but also specifically a backlash against women who were now entering the workforce. Right. And so here you have this this fear that children are being put in these preschools, not being right. taken care of by their mothers. Oh. And while in the preschools, they're being um, harmed by these satanic mm -hmm. elements. And so wow. it's a backlash against working women in many ways as well. Yeah. So you're talking specifically about uh, women right. power there well i mean even going a little bit further like earlier uh we have bewitched which is a long-running um i guess you would call it fantasy comedy I i'm not sure <laughs> but um that lasted for so many years and so influential and and the uh the adams family and and all those tv shows where we have a witch kind of caught in suburbia um and uh, I was just curious. I mean, I've I've been thinking about Bewitched for a while, and her how she how she Samantha is really kind of oppressed and stuck in this kind of really limited suburban mom housewife role, and she has so much power. And I'm just curious because um, that witch archetype has changed so much. But what what's your take on it? Because I, I know you have two different modes in, in your book of the witch archetype uh, broken down to oppression and empowerment. And I'm yeah. just curious, like where Samantha fits. I I almost see her kind of somewhere in between, but um, <laughs> <there's> yeah, <laughs> she's an interesting character for sure. And I think your take and what you're looking at is one of the ways the readings usually go. There's two ways people read uh, Bewitched. Um, and I'm speaking about... Uh, critics specifically feminist critics and just critics in general so uh, samantha it, that show bewitched was extremely popular and yes. it came it came at the other we were talking about satanic panic well this this came at the other end of the cult, the revolution where the satanic panic and the conservative movement happened at the end at the at the far end of it in reaction this was before right so um it happened it began in 64 i think it shut down 71 or 72 um and she is an interesting character is that she does bridge a gap what she is really the beginning expression in my mind of the uh feminist um of the woman coming to terms with her actual power and so what she is is yes caught in this uh, June Cleaver, Leave It to Beaver, 1950s TV yeah. aesthetic. And she's trying desperately to live that part, but she can't because yeah. she can't relinquish her power. She is a witch. She is a woman. She can't give up her agency and her power. The show won't let it. And what's what's amazing about that is um, that no matter how hard she tries, she's really the hero of 
the show every time she she deals with her um her mother who comes in right mm-hmm. and yeah. she deals with her uncle her crazy uncle and yeah. her children <laughs> and most importantly her bumbling husband who can't seem to get it together and she's always saving him yes. she is the center of that show she is the hero and it is her magic and her power that's right that are at center so she's it's actually a very in many ways and, and a lot of feminist uh critics will say it's a very feminist show in in that here she is coming to terms for one of a witch archetype that is coming to terms with her power and not being able to relinquish it. And it's uh, in the past, prior to this, most witches had to relinquish their power in right. order to live in mainstream society. So here you have a woman who is not relinquishing it. So she, and then of course, followed by um, uh, Morticia in the Adams family right. around the same time, <laughs> You have two women who are living in their power without getting rid of it. Two witches who are who are owning their power, using their power, and not having to give up love, family, friends, everything else, and in be and living in society. Yeah, and that to me is um, speaks so much about who we are as we, or were as women uh, coming into our power, fitting into the norms, but also trying to navigate our empowerment at the same time. So. Um, yeah, I just I see a lot of different mirrors in your book between social cultural um, influences and what what's happening in in Hollywood and and uh, TV, but um, it's fascinating. It's, I'm just fascinated by the whole thing. And um, I know you also uh, mentioned uh, one of your favorite witches was uh, the w- Wicked Witch of the, in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> uh, yep, absolutely. And it was kind of funny. why would I lo- why would I love her? Um, she, that the movie is, I always say my favorite movie. I've always yeah. loved the movie, uh, since I was a little girl. So there's oh, yeah. a fascination with the fantasy, the story, the whole thing, not just the Wicked Witch. Mm-hmm. But what's, what's interesting is if you, I talk throughout the book about subversive readings. I talk about how, how can women, um, uh, love to watch and love the witches of, for example, Hocus Pocus. They're the bad guys. They want to eat children. They want to kill children, <laughs> right? Why do, why do people love them, right? Yeah. There's this subversive there's these subversive readings that we have, and it's not just with witches, it's with other characters as well. It's it's why we love Darth Vader, while we're fascinated with him, even though he's evil, um, in that they have this power, this self-driven um, power, um, more so than sometimes the other characters that give us um, enjoyment and this period of time where we can kind of live outside of the restrictions of our life. We get, we kind of escape, you know, that escapism kind of idea. And for yeah. women, especially in the, in that period of time, they were far more restricted. So looking at a character like, um, like the Wicked Witch of the West, or, or although I'm not sure if she was well loved in the early days when she, when they first released the movie, but, um, but looking at her, Compared to Glinda, for example, um, you have her who has her power out of her own hands. She, um, everything mm-hmm. she does is for her own purposes. She is not beholden to anybody. She does not have children. She doesn't take care of munchkins. And, and she doesn't have that sort of soft aesthetic. She is her yeah. own woman. She has and an so, army and flying monkeys. She, does, she is, <laughs> I know, she is the leader, right? Yes. Whereas Glinda is not so much, even though she is a wonderful character and I'm not knocking her at all. And I love the way they portrayed her in that movie. But her power comes from a wand rather than oh. her own body. 
Yeah. So there is a, there's a difference and that plays out in several different other versions of it where the wand is actually a gift from her father. Um, so you have this concept of magic being given to the, to Glinda by a a paternal figure, whereas Mm, the wicked uh witch of the West just has it from her own body. She is magic. She also has a brim. She has a broom too. She is also, I think another reason I love her is because she's a classic Halloween witch. And I talk about that aesthetic and how powerful that is. We just love it. She's all in black. She's got the hat. She's got oh, the yeah. broom. She's, she's scary. It's, it, it's, there's something to her that's very appealing, even though we know she's not a good guy, you know? Um, yeah. So it's rep- her character is really radical for that time period. It's it. It's not radical in the representation of witches at that time. Oh, but if yeah. we read, yeah, because there was, it was common that we, yeah, know, that's true. Yeah. You know, you have that, you have the, the hag, the, the Halloween hag. <laughs> hag witch. She's a version of that. She's very scary. What's radical about her is the green skin, which made her even more frightening. But reading her the way I'm, I'm talking about it is what's more radical, but not so much because women, women loved watching these witches do these things and again hmm. it's not radical because people love the hocus pocus characters people love nancy from the craft even though she's the one who goes bad she's the one who goes evil and becomes problem a problem by the end she goes crazy yeah people love that character because of their you know their empowerment their craziness their they're, they're just, dark darkness they're, they're <laughs> They don't obey the rules, so they get out. They really yeah. are the witch in that way, because witches are, after all, um, you know, radical. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, well, yeah, and they express uh, the shadow side or some of the dark, the dark side uh, that we all have, but don't really get to express. Maybe. Yep, absolutely. And this was very common. There were a lot of um, what I call, and I talk about the subversive reading of a lot of the films. Um, why. This is what the film was supposed to teach, but yet at the same time, people look at it a different way. And that's and that's a pretty cool thing to, to oh, think yeah. about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, just sort of, I'm, I'm thinking of the religion of Wicca and paganism, uh, very fast growing uh, move, uh, movements that turned into official religions. And I'm just curious, has Hollywood sort of evolved since uh, Wicca and paganism have become official religions? At all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we had a little bit of uh, the expression of Wicca, um, or it was mostly referred to as witchcraft at that point in the 70s in the horror films, and they were not good representations. They just, it was just there. You could see the influence um, in negative portrayals of witchcraft. But then it was in the 90s where you started to see a difference. It was after um, Wicca, Wic- a lot of Wiccans, a lot of pagans started to um, push back against negative portrayals and you started to see more organizations form. And eventually in the by the 90s, um, one of the first ones I can think of is in a um, X-Files episode and I, that I talk about. You start to see um, these inklings of explanations, these, mm. in- these inklings of difference where Wicca is different than witchcraft. Yeah. That's how it starts. There's this Wicca, there's this religion called Wicca that's right. nature-based and, and good. And then yes. there's witchcraft, which is evil. And you start to see that in the 90s a lot. You, and then you get the craft, which makes that distinction very loud and clear, which is why it has got such a following. You see it in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You see it in Charmed. You see it in um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You start to see these positive representations mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Wicca as a spirituality and 
a right. religion versus the ceremonial type of yeah. witchcraft and Satanism. So you get yeah. that, that it's a binary that develops first. Mm. Um, and that and that kind of lasts into the 2000s. And yeah. then you start to see more recently in the past 10 years, I would say, you're starting to see a breakdown further where it's Wicca and then witchcraft is okay. You know, witchcraft is fine. And then you see hoodoo representations and you're going to see positive and negative representations of voodoo, which traditionally was treated as more negatively. So you're starting to see a breakdown of magics. Um, over the past 10 years, even oh. further than that, that initial binary. So Hollywood yeah. is keeping up with what's happening yeah. um, in, mo in modern, uh, in modern paganism. Yes. Yeah. And, and there's also more um, female directors uh, yes. and screenwriters um, coming into Hollywood. So I'm sure that has an influence as well. Absolutely. I mean, you see it with Charmed, for example, was, was created by a woman. You start to see, uh, um, um, one of the ones I'm thinking about is uh, Brave and um, Frozen. Both had uh, female uh, directors um, in with uh, animation, which is a huge piece. Yes. Um, of course, uh, the the Ch Charmed Legacy, which is this, which is the follow up to. Ch I'm not charmed legacy. I'm sorry. The craft legacy, which mm -hmm. is a follow up to that has that had a woman creator director. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and you see, and there's others. I'm just naming yeah. off the top of my head. And so what you see is, and I, I did a my master's work in in how that affects um how female directors and, and male directors affect um the product. Yeah. And it and it most certainly does because really up until that point there weren't up until the 90s there really weren't that many when it comes to witches. And when you're talking about a, a symbol of women's power and it's created and developed and written by men and it's judged by right. men, you sort of get a little skewed, right? Yeah. So you have um we call that the what the male gaze in in <laughs> film theory. So you have here now these expressions of womanhood created by what love witch another one created oh yeah right another, yeah. another <laughs> yeah. one we're seeing this more female more. director mm -hmm. female creator director writer yeah um, so you have more and more of that of of showing which which definitely is contributing to the understanding of what witchcraft is in terms of woman's power specifically you see this yeah. more some of the more recent ones that i didn't write about because my book was at the publisher <laughs> Yeah. Um, 2022, you have um, several of them that are wholly, wholly these indie films that are wholly discussions of um, a women's women's relationships with each other, their power. Um, and I'm and, and about ritual as it as actually is or exists, mm -hmm. you know, and they're and these are all developed by women. And so it's a really new take. That's that's the next yeah. direction we're seeing. Yeah, that's really refreshing and really needed at this time. So I'm, I'm excited um, as uh, as new films and uh, TV comes out. Um, some of my favorite. I love Practical Magic, but mm -hmm. you know, there's some <laughs> elements that I I think are pretty stupid. But you know, overall, <laughs> I I liked it. It was um, a rom com. It was a rom com. Yes. So it's all fun. It's all good. It is. It's entertaining. But, <laughs> absolutely. I do have to add when we're talking about the changes recently is that the other other thing that I'm seeing now is that the understanding of what womanhood itself is and who women are, yeah, what, which that's that's being added to it. That's being discussed as well. So you're seeing a, a diversity in what a witch is and who a witch can be, which used to be very very defined and very limited. So right. you're seeing all of that happening as well in recent 
uh, recent representations of witchcraft. Yeah, well, it, you've given us a lot to consider as uh, the wheel turns towards autumn and more more of us are going to be getting in the mood for um, Samhain or Halloween and uh, watching these um, witch type movies. And, uh, you know, it's it's just very interesting. I encourage all the, uh, our listeners today to uh, go out and read um, uh, Heather's book, Lights, Camera, Witchcraft. And uh, so just to kind of wrap things up, um, Heather, are you, uh, do you, are you having any upcoming workshops or new books or events coming up? Um, I'm sure I, I, off the top of my head, I don't have anything um, that I, that's big that I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be, there's going to be some podcasts coming up. Definitely keep up with that. I, I do, am going to be doing a, a weekly witch podcast. Um, I don't have a witch movie podcast, excuse me. Fun. Um, yeah. And that's going to be great, except I don't have the uh, link right now or the, or where it's going to be, where it's going to be live, which is going to be platform. Super fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't have that yet for you guys. But <laughs> um, but what I encourage everyone to do is go to my website if you want to see because I post stuff up when it when it comes out. So um, okay. I will be in a, doing a lot of podcasts, chatting, and of course my, the weekly movie one and um, and um, some live stuff over the year too. It just they just kind of pop up um, here, you know, and I put them up there on my website. So. Um, definitely if you're interested in keeping up and want to chat, um, want to contact me, go to the website. It's what Heather, is, oh yeah. What is your website? <laughs> Heather green with an E green with an E heathergreen.net. Um, you could just go there and there's all, all my stuff is there and that's the easiest way to reach me or to find out where I am and what I'm going to be doing. Um, I um, am also on Twitter where I, that's where I, uh, communicate the most, um, and my Twitter handle is um, Miraselena01, M-I-R-A-S-E-L-E-N-A-01. And you can find me there. And I'm always happy to engage with new folks and learn about new movies maybe that I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're also on Instagram, too. <laughs> Yes, I am on Instagram. <laughs> I, I, I'm old enough to not to be able to not understand Instagram or like it very much, but I am there. You can reach me <laughs> on Instagram. I do check it out and put stuff up. Um, I am an editor at Llewellyn, so I often am putting yeah. up other witchy books. So if you want to see what other books I'm working on with Llewellyn and other great, wonderful witchy authors, yeah. Instagram is a good place for that. Um, and so those are my, that's how you can find me. And I yeah. love to hear from, I love to hear from people. So Perfect Watch a movie and tell me how you like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you, do you have a title or name of your uh, witchy podcast or the witch TV or uh, not yet? Okay. Um, I will be announcing it in the next week. So okay. um, cool. just check it. It'll be all over my Twitter feed and yeah. um, Instagram, Twitter feed and my website. So just keep, keep a watch for that. It's going to be super fun. Oh yeah. I can't wait. I, I mean, there's just such a, got a rich history of uh, films and TV and, and it's just that they've influenced us so much and, and, and entertained us. Um, some of them, you know, maybe uh, offensive to people or kind of stupid, but I think it's fascinating to just open the discussion. Absolutely. It's it, movies or um, movies and television and, and pop culture movies and television specifically have a huge and profound effect on everything we do. And yes. they, they help us tell our story. It's, it's our folklore. It's our mythology, yeah. so to speak, our modern mythology. So it's really important to keep a watch on it and, and to enjoy it too, because it yeah. is, it is a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Uh, but to also consider the influences and the, and the mm -hmm. background behind the, behind the scenes, behind the, uh, uh, the actual role of the witch and just to kind of consider the influences to me is fascinating and, and interesting and worthwhile. Um, but also we see changes, you know, uh, with uh, social media, um, how social media has pr portrays witches. I mean, that's a whole other discussion, but, <laughs> you know, that's a yeah. whole other podcast episode. But um, that certainly is an influence on us as well. Anyway, well, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, um, Heather, today. And um, again, everybody, um, thank you for joining. And uh, definitely go out and uh, buy Heather's book, Lights, Camera, Witchcraft. And uh, we look forward to your um, future endeavors. Thank you very much. Um, I will uh, look forward to hearing from some some of the listeners about the movie and yeah. uh, movies they're watching. And um, and uh, I'm very thankful to be on this podcast. I yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and um, blessed be. I hope you enjoyed this conversation, and if you did, please consider supporting my podcast via PayPal on my PayPal me forward slash Oracle of Luna podcast. The link is in the show notes. And also feel free to share the magic of my podcast with others. Thank you and blessed be.